holy shit, the day is here. Like genuinely, the day is here. I don't know if you guys know this, but today I have literally the coolest guest I could ever imagine. I I am so excited and I can finally share it because it's happening, okay? As many of you know, a couple weeks ago, if you're a loyal listener, you know, if you follow me on the TikTok, you know, uh, Jess and I did an episode and we were talking about our recs and we were talking about this NYX fat lip drip oil, okay? And I was talking about how I follow Trophy Wife Talks 33 on TikTok and I love her love her. Okay. She's so cool. She's so fun. And like all of her content has been really beneficial for me in like feeling more confident and comfortable with my femininity and being where I want to be in life. Like I've joked for a couple of years, I'm a trophy wife in training, but holy shit, like getting to like sit and, you know, watch someone make content and be like, here's what it means to be a trophy wife. Like here's, cause you know, we all have this mental image of when you hear the words trophy wife of what you think, right. And having a woman go, hi, I am a real life trophy wife. Here's what it looks like. Here's who I am. Here's how I live my life. Here's what makes me a trophy game changer. But one of her big things was her Dior lip oil you can't be a trophy wife without your lip oil. You gotta, you need kissable lips, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. And I posted it on my TikTok. I posted it on the Long D Friends Pod Instagram account. And lo and behold, the trophy wife saw it. And needless to say, she is joining me today to talk about what it means to be a trophy wife, how she got started with this TikTok and social media journey for her. And I I could not be more excited, okay? She is genuinely like the most cool and fun and genuine human being that I have the pleasure of spending time with. And I am so excited for you all to hear this episode and enjoy this interview because I sure did. Like I genuinely, I don't think I could have enjoyed this anymore if I tried All right, friends and family, I want to welcome the trophy wife to the Long Distance Friends podcast. Thank you. How are you? I am really great. I'm excited to do this with you. I I started seeing your content, you know, a couple months ago. I know I mentioned it on a previous episode because I, like you inspired me to get back into lip gloss, which sounds so silly, but I have been on this journey to like kind of reclaiming my femininity. And I earlier this year started joking that I was a trophy wife in training. So when I started seeing your content, I was like, I have to really lean into this. And like, I'm so invested in this woman because this is exactly (laughs) what I'm looking for. And so I was like recommending a lip gloss that I had gotten because I saw your content about the Dior lip oil. Mm -hmm. I was like, i have this dupe and I feel like her (laughs) and you saw the video and I was like I literally I sent it to all my girlfriends and I was like I'm sobbing in my cubicle right now like this is the best day of my life (laughs) you know you're so sweet so first and foremost can you tell us a little bit about yourself of course um okay so I And the captain is my second husband. Mm -hmm. I was married um, a little later in life. I got married when I was 34. 
Um, I had been single a while and I really wanted to get married, but I was always dating the wrong guys. So I decided I was going to move into the city and get myself a husband. And I did. I was a quick little marriage. I was married two years, had two amazing kids. So I don't regret it whatsoever. I definitely met him to have my baby girls. And I'm so glad I did. Was not the husband for me. Um, and then I just threw myself into work. Um, I built my company. Um, I kind of keep that part private because I try to keep my work private. But um, so I built a company, became really successful while being a single mother. And eight years later, met the captain happenstance and fell madly in love and got engaged eight months later. And we've been married now. We've been together for nine years, um, married for seven. And he's perfect. But all along the way, I just was building myself. I didn't bother dating. My kids were little. So I thought someday I'm going to meet some great guy and that will be wonderful. But in the meantime, I'm going to focus on my business, focus on being a mom and just kind of do my thing. And eight years later is when I met the captain and got married. Now, granted, he was single legally for 21 days. He had been separated a while, but only divorced for three weeks and I got him eight. Yep. Thank you. I was eight months, eight years. He was three weeks. So that's kind of where we were. So I continued to build my business, um, married, but I kind of lost track of it a little bit. So I've definitely scaled it down since being married because I want to concentrate more on, um, getting to be a wife and not just working and being a mom. I wanted to add an aspect of trophy wifing it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, having the holistic life is important. Yeah. Finding balance is honestly really it's tricky, difficult. especially when you have two little kids. So that's why I didn't really date. But then I met this guy, the captain and instantly fell in love. Like the minute I met him, I went to the parking lot and I called my friend and I said, I am in love. And she's like, I've heard this before. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. I'm in love. And she's like, it's nine in the morning. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm in love. And I met him at jury duty. So it was very strange. And then the judge married us. He performed at our wedding. Did you do that on purpose or was that also? Yeah, we, my, we found him. My friend who is a defense attorney had to like really help us find him because he was on sabbatical writing a book and all this stuff. But yep, he flew in during a snowstorm and married us. Holy. Yeah, it was magic. It was magic from the beginning. The, I, one, I'm obsessed with that because that's the kind of thing I would, I joke with my girlfriends that I'm like, you know, Taylor Swift's mastermind. I'm like, that's me. Yes. And you did that. And I was on before every dating app in the world. I'm Jewish. I was on JDate, Plenty of Fish, Match.com, everything for years and years. I'd go on a date and within two minutes be like, rather be home playing with my babies. Why am I here? So then I just took a break and I'm like, done. And then this happened. There's really no timeline. And I I say that all the time, but like, I've never met someone that's like, here's what I thought my life would look like. And that's how it looked. Absolutely. Nope. It just happens. And I never believed that I had such like a plan Mm -hmm. even to have kids and I wanted to get married young and I just wasn't meeting anyone I wanted to. And then I met their dad Mm -hmm. and he asked me to get married and we didn't have kids and got divorced. So whatever. I mean, everything always works out, you know, exactly how it's supposed to and when it's supposed to, which yeah, is- I totally agree. Yeah. So what inspired you to begin sharing your life publicly on social media? Okay. Well, during COVID, obviously, I was very bored because I was used to, um, I'm kind of social as you tell. I was used to going out, seeing friends, doing stuff all the time. And all of a sudden, here I was at home. So my kids were always on TikTok and I'm like, I'm going to try this TikTok thing. 
happen. So um, after a couple glasses of wine one night, I downloaded it and I made a funny little TikTok um, in the kitchen. I was like eating a leftover cake and dancing and all that. And I was like, Ooh, this is kind of fun. So then I just played on it. I didn't make a ton of videos because I was kind of like a little embarrassed and not sure kind of where I wanted to go with it. So I watched them, watched them, watched them and became obsessed with them to the point where I would talk about them to my husband so much and say like, oh my God, I saw this great recipe here. I wouldn't say TikTok anymore because I didn't want him to think I was a wacko. So I would say the New York Times. So I'd be like, oh, the New York Times put out this article about, and he'd look at me and be like, yeah, okay. But um, it was very funny and whatever. So we decided, we, meaning me, decided to turn into the trophy wife. And I just started making videos, videos, videos. Um, but they weren't really doing much. And I was kind of going in between, between married, living, single, and trophy wife. Because last year, my husband retired. And he decided to retire living on our boat far away in the South. So, in another country. So, I have since we're a blended family, I have my youngest daughter is a senior in high school. So obviously I'm still here doing mom stuff and all that. So we kind of commute back and forth. So he comes here a week, I go there a week. And in the summer he's in Cape Cod. So it's not the worst thing in the world to kind of have to commute to a tropical Island. Right. Um, and he comes <laughs> home. And then the other time, it's not the worst. I was single for so long. I don't really mind sleeping in my own bed. And I don't really mind kind of eating girl dinner every night. Like it's fine. So it's really worked, but I was bored and I didn't want to resent him for being on a tropical island when I'm in cold Massachusetts and freezing. So I decided to be trophy wife and just say how I kind of, my friend told me, turn the narrative. Don't, don't be upset or jealous or mad he's away because you totally supported it. Otherwise he would have never done it if I wasn't on board with it. Um, have fun. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to kind of make a parody of my life. And I just kind of started to do it and I got followers and followers. And then I made some, my first big TikTok, which is at like 3.7 million was about, I always lose everything. I am very disorganized and I constantly lose my Dior lip glosses. So one day I was like, enough, you're not being careful with your things. Go to CVS, buy some cheapies and see how it goes. I made a video and it kind of went crazy. Yeah. And then I started to get tons of followers and then the more videos I made, the more followers I got. And then it just became a huge, fun project for me. So to the point where when he was home for the summer, I was even making TikToks. And he, there's one TikTok I make where he like goofs around and throws a piece of pizza at my phone for me to put it down and stop making TikToks and pay attention to him. So it's it just kind of evolved into an entertainment factor for me. So I didn't get bored or think, resentment of him because he was on an island and I was in the snow. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I have to ask, did you ever think that this would be something that you would be doing? I never, no, <laughs> I've always <laughs> like, kind of liked attention. I've um, always been extremely social. I, I like Facebook, but I don't really show this side of me because um, a lot of my kids' parents, my kids' friends' parents and even on TikTok, they're starting to see me and my kids, my kids think it's hysterical, but they're always like, oh my God, you're so weird, mom. So um, I kind of always wanted to be in the limelight. I didn't necessarily know it was going to be on a social media app, but I love it. It's so fun. Good. Yeah. I think every little girl grows up and it's like, I'm going to be famous somehow. Yes. 
And I always thought so. And people are like, oh, okay. And I'm like, yeah, I, I will. I don't know how yet, but but I will. And what I love about your platform is that you showcase being a trophy wife. And I think there's almost been a negative connotation yes. to what a trophy wife is. So what is your definition of a trophy well, wife? Well, I started it off being kind of goofy because I literally can't comprehend how lucky I am. Like I've kind of, I have between my work and my husband's work, I have turned into a trophy wife. Like we have an awesome house. We have a huge live on boat. We have a beach house. Like we have these things and I'm like, I can do whatever I want. So I am a trophy wife, but I want to redefine it because what it did have a bad notion. And I think it could be good because being a trophy wife is like, you're so fabulous. You're a gift. So when you play a sports game or you do something great, you get a trophy. I want to redefine trophy wife as I am the trophy. I am his trophy that he got for marrying me. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just think if you become really happy, really strong, really independent and happy with yourself, you're going to attract that. I kind of think what you project, you attract. So if you're confident and thinking you're great and smart and happy, those people are going to find you. And then you're going to get this crazy life where you have to pinch yourself as I do. And sometimes I'm talking to my friend and I'm like, oh yeah, I got to buy a ticket because I have to go away again this weekend. And she's like, did you really just say that? And I'm like, Oh my God. Yes, I did. So I don't really believe it. I definitely pinch myself, but I'm redefining it before I could become the trophy wife that I am. And he does spoil me and I can get pretty much whatever I want. I built myself first. So I bought my first, I call it big Louie and little Louie. So I had my big Louie. Like I bought all that for me when I was single because I wanted that. Mm -hmm. Now I have someone who can buy it for me, but I have a lot of the stuff already because I bought it myself. Do you think it means more? Because that's like, that's the position I'm in. Um, you know, I mentioned that was kind of my year goal of, okay, trophy wife and training. How do I build myself? Yep. How do I give myself what I want other people to give me? Because if I don't give it to me, no one else will. Absolutely. Do you think that it is more valuable because you did that yourself? So you're able yes. to appreciate when someone else provides it for you? A hundred percent. Because- I built my business from scratch. I was a single mom. So I went through where some tricky times where I was really trying to. And then as the success rolled in, I'd buy myself like something like a fancy necklace or then I bought my big Louie and my little. So I did it and I knew how good it felt. Mm -hmm. And I also knew how it was not to have these things and to see other people with these things and want them. And I never wanted fake things. I'd go to New York and see all these fake bags. I'm like, nope, I do not. Like, I think fake is great and dupes are awesome and that's fine. But I think that's why I like Dior because I am at a place where I can afford a $40 lip gloss and it doesn't mean I'm going to be late paying the mortgage. Like, so I just think, yes, definitely that I built myself before I found him. And granted, when I met him, he wasn't very successful. It, it, of course, was because of my guidance. No, it had nothing to do with me, except maybe he was more confident because we were so in love, but he built his success while, well, he certainly built it before. I shouldn't say that, but a lot of his visual success and you could really, the concrete things you could see came after we were married. Totally nothing to do with me, totally to do with his company. Um, but I met him and I didn't see him as bringing me cool things. I already had cool things. I saw him as 
I got butterflies the minute I started talking to him and I was in love. So, yeah. I think that's such a game changer because I think like when we think about being a trophy wife, you know, it's usually like he's, he's fully made, find someone that's already fully made and just tag on versus you can do it yourself and find someone who adds to your life. That's already full. Yep. Be overflowing instead of being like, fill this in me. Exactly. It makes it feel so much better. And we were on the same playing field. We could Mm -hmm. talk about things. I didn't, when he would take me to work events, I could hold my own. I could speak properly. I knew my, I had the correct etiquette because I had kind of played in that field a little bit before. So I was comfortable with it. I didn't come to him to take care of me. I came to him to finally have the connection and marriage that I wanted my whole life. I just hadn't found yet. Yeah. Which that alone is such a mindset shift, I think. So I'm, I love that you're changing the narrative in that way. Um, now I know you have started doing the, the pie crust. Yes. I, I brought my pie because, you know, I bring my pie a lot of places. I haven't brought it on a walk yet, but I will. One of these. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about the pie crust because originally there was a couple of things that you were like, these are the essentials. Yep. So what is the pie crust to, to being a trophy wife? Okay. What, how I'm redefining what a trophy wife is, is you have to be strong and happy first, kind of like a pie. If you make a pie and there's no bottom crust, it's more of a cobbler. And I always say, we're not making cobbler. We're making a strong, hearty pie. So you need a good solid crust. So you need a foundation to yourself. You're not going to really, truly be happy and attract what you want if you're not happy. And so I wanted to kind of break it down really easy, what you need to do as your non-negotiables that are easy and every single human can do. So I didn't want to say eat supplements and go to the gym and do this because everyone can't do that. But what I put in my pie, every single solitary person can do. And every single solitary person needs to make it something they do every single day. It's non-negotiable. You just do it. So I want to go into the pie crust more, but real quick, I want to go over the non-negotiables. Why is it important to have non-negotiables? Because kind of like my husband always says to me, put on your own oxygen mask first. Because I am constantly, we he has two kids, I have two kids, we raised them together. So we had a blended family. I'm always doing stuff for our family. I help take care of my father remotely. Um, I do everything I do for other people. And he's like, um, hello, including him. Like when he was still working in an office, I'd make him lunch every day. I make everyone breakfast every day. I still make my daughter a senior in high school lunch every day. Sometimes I'm running late in the morning and I'll make her lunch before I even make my own cup of coffee. And he'd be like, seriously, you need to put on your own oxygen mask first. So I started to think about that because if I didn't have energy and I wasn't feeling good, this whole entire household will crumble because I literally do everything behind the scenes. I'm sure they go to school and they're like, what the heck do you do all day? And I, if they only knew everything I do to make their day completely smooth. So I started in my head thinking, okay, what do I really do all day, every day, no matter what? And how can I teach, especially young women who Mm want to grow into this life, not only because you're pretty, because that'll go away. And if he marries you just because you're pretty, he's going to divorce you and marry someone else pretty. So what could you do to really 
make yourself strong. So I kind of just broke down in my head. What do I do every single day? And what have I done every single day just to kind of be me and make myself feel good and be happy. And what's good about it is these things also help to make you look good because if you're healthy and happy, you look better and feel better. So it's kind of a nice circle. So can we go over these non-negotiables that you have? Absolutely. Okay. The first piece of the pie is sleep. Sleep. Because I figure if you're not sleeping good, you can't function. Like I know when my kids were little and I didn't sleep at all, I was a zombie the next day. Sleep is crucial and you can sleep. Everyone can sleep. Sometimes if you play on your phone too much at night, go to sleep a little earlier. So, you know, or get into bed, you can play on your phone. You have to know when you have to go to bed. And I set an alarm on my phone. So I know at nine o'clock I have to go upstairs because I know I'm going to play around on TikTok for an hour. And then I know I can go to bed by 10 because I try to go to bed by 10. So sleep is beyond crucial. And that I think is like the most important thing of anything. Um, And then another piece of the pie is water because water is life. And the more you drink water, the better you feel. It flushes you out. If you eat a lot of salt, it helps the bags get out of your eyes. If you don't have bags under your eyes, you feel more confident and then you're happier. So I thought drink water. Everybody can drink water. Everybody can sleep. Then I decided protein because the older I get, I find to lose weight, you need a lot of protein. So I started to follow all these TikTok people on cool different ways to put protein. So I started drinking Quest in my coffee every morning instead of putting coffee milk in there because I would get 30 grams of protein right away. And just little ways to get protein. So every meal I eat, I have to have 30 to 40 grams of protein. And every snack I eat, I make myself have at least 15 grams of protein. So I'm going crazy, crazy, crazy with protein. Then I decided, okay, we got to move. I joined a gym and I go to it a lot, but I didn't, don't always go to it, but I have a dog and I always go on a walk. So I thought, all right, let's ramp this walk up a little bit and really say every single solitary morning, you are going to take a major walk. It started at doing 3.4 miles a day because it was a loop into town and back and I loved it. And then Right now the captain's traveling. So I'm kind of doing a 30 day, let's see what I can do with myself. So I changed it to five miles. So I've now been doing five miles a day. So another piece of pie is walking. And then you also need fruit and veggies because every single day you need lots of fruit and veggies. And I would say to my kids or even my husband, okay, do you have fruit and vegetables? And they're like, yeah, I had spinach with my lunch. I'm like, no, you need to just eat them all the time. So I make myself at every meal, throw in a fruit or veggie and with every snack, throw in a fruit or veggie. And then it doesn't really become such a big deal. And I also wash them and cut them and put them in containers right away when I get them. So they're easy. So I can just pour something on them and eat them quick. And it's no big deal because if you have to wash them and cut them, you're like, nah, I'll just grab a bag of chips. When Mm -hmm. if it's in the fridge and you have a yummy salad dressing or dip, it doesn't matter for me, at least if it's ready, I'll eat it. So, and then. I decided you have to be fun and silly because if you're not in a good mood, you're not happy. And so as much as all these physical things are important, your happiness creates those physical pieces of happiness. So, and since I was little, everyone's like, why are you always in such a good mood? And my mom says, because she was in labor for 34 hours. So I was on oxygen for 34 hours. And then I was a C-section, but I wake up like this. I am always a lunatic. Sometimes my kids were like, can you give me a minute? 
and stop talking because I wake up and I'm like, and my husband's shy and quiet. So it's kind of funny that we ended up. So a piece of the pie is being fun and silly. And then another piece of the pie is take a shower. Like, especially when I was a mom, a new mom, I wouldn't take a shower every day. And I was, I just wasn't as productive. And then once I started making TikToks, I started showering more over the years because I wanted to kind of look cute in a TikTok mm-hmm. and you're, you're more productive. Like I just feel better when I do my hair. I don't really wear makeup except for mascara and lip gloss, but um, you, I just feel more productive if I throw on a pair of earrings and just do my thing. So I decided a shower had to be part of your pie. So, so far these things are something people can do every day. Mm-hmm. Like they're, it's nothing weird. And then the last one is that word I can't really say. You can say um, it here where we, we oh, are cool with it. Sex. <laughs> sex is important. And my kids will kill me for this, but you really, sex is crucial. Not only the endorphins it kicks off, but the confidence it gives you, the entertainment, the cardio. It's, it's really important to have sex and have that O because it just, it makes you feel better. It literally mm-hmm. chemically makes you feel better. It's good for your yeah. health. Like it's a vital part of your your health. And I always think like, I just have a different spring in my step. So I I think it's important. And if you're in a committed relationship, great, do it with them. And if you're not, come on, do it with yourself. Everyone knows about it. Everyone does it. If you say you don't do it, well, maybe you don't, but you should. Um, And especially if your husband travels, you you need to learn these things because a happy wife is a happy life. So I think the last piece of the pie is, really important to do if you're single or married. And if you're, even if you're young, like Mm -hmm. from when my kids were little, I was a firm advocator on it. I think it's really important. People always talk about safe sex and everything like that in high school and middle school. What about kind of how you make yourself feel good? Because if you know how you're feeling good, you're going to be able to portray that in a confident way to your partner. And it's going to build that part of your life that much better. Now, granted, Mm -hmm. my children will kill me for this, but Hey, (laughs) they know me. It doesn't surprise them. They grew up with this and me. So yes, that's the last piece of your pie. So all those pieces people can do, they don't cost money. They -hmm. just take a little time. And like yesterday for my walk, I had to come home for the Comcast man. So I did two and a half hours, two and a half hours, two and a half miles in the morning. Yep. I came back, did the Comcast man thing. Well, I didn't do them, but like helped him <laughs> get situated in my house. Got all my cable boxes fixed and Wi-Fi because now that I'm so famous, I need to get my bandwidth higher. Yep. So he did all that. And then when my daughter got home from school, I like to be here every day when she gets home, even though she's a senior. So I said hi to her. And then I did the other half of my walk. So I did two and a half miles later. So it can't be a time thing. You can always fit in 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. Nobody doesn't have enough time. I, I just think all these things are non-negotiables. Do them. You'll be strong and happy. You will turn out beautiful and then you'll attract your perfect man. Absolutely. I think all of those things, one, are incredible. I love that you included sex, especially like self-sex because it- yeah. I grew up in a Catholic school. My parents were Catholic. It was like, you don't talk about it. And I got to college and I joke, I was like the Samantha Jones of my friends. Cause I was like, well, I need to be educated. You know, I'm having these experiences that don't make me feel good about me, but everyone's saying that this is great. So 
maybe I should take some time to myself. Gotta learn it. What's going on. Yes. And then enjoy being in these experiences. Cause I think it's only bad if you are putting yourself in danger or yep. you're not comfortable and you exactly. can't be comfortable unless you're knowledgeable of it. So I yep. one commend you for having those conversations with your daughters because that already sets them ahead of the game. Yep. And then it is part of your holistic well-being, you know? It is. I literally feel better. And sometimes I'm just running around. Well, yes, it doesn't have to be in the morning or at night. It can be anytime you want. <laughs> and then, you know, fit it in. Going on a walk, getting outside, yeah. spending a little bit of time in nature getting some sunlight. I've seen, you know, you do your walks even in the rain and like, you know, it's non-negotiable. I have to, yeah. and that's, it gets to the point where it's a habit. And I feel weird if I didn't, like, I can't get along in my day if I don't do it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, releases endorphins. I think of Elle Woods of like, she's an exercise instructor, people who work out, they get endorphins and happy yeah. people just don't kill their husbands. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and you get good husbands, you attract good husbands. You know, I, I'm a firm believer in like the energy that you put out is what you get back. So when you're putting out, I love myself and I take care of myself in these ways, yep. you're going to one, find someone that also takes care of themselves and yes. two can show up for you and you can show up for them. A hundred percent. That's so, exactly true. And I, I am curious, do you see that, do you notice that a lot of your following is younger women or? Yes. Which is, it's really funny. I have so many young women following me and now a lot from universities because I showed, I went to the U Miami frat yep. party. So a bunch of girls are following me from there and other schools kind of saying, oh, that, okay, I want to be a trophy wife. What do I do? And I keep saying to them, continue college, like do this thing. You got to be you first. And then when you can really stand up and be like, yep, I'm all that. And you own it and you like, I can walk into a bar and have dinner, which I do a lot by myself at the bar and I'm not uncomfortable. And I don't think, oh, everyone thinks I'm going there to pick up a guy. I'm going there because I want a great glass of wine. I want to eat a yummy dinner. My husband's traveling, my daughter's at practice and I don't want to sit at my kitchen table. So I tell them, be yourself, be really confident, get an amazing education and job and then look for it. But don't just try to be a pretty girl on someone's arm. Anyone can do that. Right. And I like that earlier you mentioned that of like, if you're going for someone who only wants you because right now you have a pretty face, yep. they're going to leave for the next one. Yep. A hundred percent. So how do we find the trophy husband? I think you just have to be you. When I met him, I wasn't in a bar. I wasn't at a party. I wasn't on an app. So I didn't feel the pressure of dating. I just was me. And our first conversation was um there was a snack food machine next to us and normally on a date I'd be like oh I only eat lettuce and blah 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 I try to be all healthy and he's like all right what would you take from that vending machine and instead of saying oh I would take the sugar-free gum I would like Doritos absolutely positively I would take a bag of Doritos and then we had funny conversations the whole day because I was myself I wasn't trying yeah. to be cute or sexy or be on a date. I was me. So I think what people who want to meet people, even when they're on a date, be you. Don't be that girl that orders a salad. If you want a steak and a baked potato, get it. Yeah. Don't be all shy and say, oh, I only drink vodka sodas because I don't want any fat or calories. If you want a glass of wine, grab a glass of wine. Be yourself and kind of just think of it as 
hanging with a friend because I read this when I was little and I still love it that love is friendship caught fire. And it's so true. It's like we in that courtroom or court basement, we had the quickest friendship. We talked about Halloween costumes. We talked about every single thing in the world. And when he said, what do you want to be for Halloween? I told him I wanted to be a gumball machine because I saw this awesome costume where you put um, pom-poms all over you and you're a gumball machine. I thought it'd be so funny. And later he told me that's what he loved because I didn't say, oh, I'm going to be a sexy witch or I'm going to be a slutty cat or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to be a gumball machine and eat Doritos. So you have to be yourself if, because eventually they're going to find out what you're right. really like. And if you pretended you're one thing, they're not going to like you or they're just going to be a jerk and you're not going to like them. So the one thing I recommend is be yourself from the beginning. Do not try to act all weird and fancy because that's not you. Be you. Right. And you would want someone else to do that to you. I mean, I was in a situation where after three months, I started realizing this person wasn't being themselves with me. And I was like, oh, I feel lied to. Yep. Like it's I don't, you. I don't want you to be who you think I want. I want you to be you. And if we mesh well, we mesh well. And if not, no problem. It was nice to meet you. Yes. And I think people have to be honest with themselves when they see a red flag. Because the first ick or the first red flag you have about a guy will be there forever. So if you think, oh, he's going to change or, oh, that's just now. No. So the first ick, I love ick, that you get, if you cannot deal with it for the rest of your life, get out. Just be done. We've talked, uh, myself and some of my girlfriends on the show have talked about the difference between an ick and a non-negotiable. You know, is this something that I can go, okay, they're weird, but I'm also weird. And it grosses me out that they sleep with socks on, but I can live with it versus I cannot have this, that I can't feel your sock covered foot in bed with me. Gotta go. Cause one woman's dick is another woman's husband. I love that. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm going to steal that. I love that. But anyway, um, yeah, I think, I think it depends on how much the ick is. Yeah. If you, you have like, once you fall in love, I think a lot of those icks go away and they almost become charming and cute in a way. Yes. Um, they, they don't, but if like a sock thing, I think would become cute. What was really interesting about my husband, when I met him, I had like, I've always had so many icks <laughs> and my biggest ick is when guys take a double bite of food. So if they're eating a sandwich, they take a bite and take another bite and swallow. And I'm like, why would you take another bite? You can't get enough in your first mouth. My husband has the nicest eating habits of any soul I've ever met. Mm -hmm. So that was my big ick. And so when a friend of mine said, well, how are his bites? And I'm like, no double bites. She's like, oh, so you you might wind up with him. So I think you just have to decide, is it something you could... Now, double bites, I think I could get over or train out of him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> train, that sounds, but it's true. You kind of have to train. They're like a lump of clay and you mold them into what you want them to be. Right. Um, but non-negotiable, they drink and drive. Non-negotiable, they're not nice to their mom. Non-negotiable, right. um, they always want to split the check from the beginning. I think there's something to courting and dating. And I think everyone has to have their roles a little bit. And the guy should be the guy and the girl should be the girl. And we're spending so much money getting ready for the date to nails and hair and makeup and clothes. They can pick up dinner the first many times. Eventually when you're in a relationship, absolutely slide your credit card in. Um, He never let me. I had to like sneak it if you went to the men's room. 
And then he was kind of annoyed. And then he told me he didn't like it because it made him look like he's cheap. So I'm like, okay, you can pay forever, <laughs> whatever you want. But I did offer. And sometimes now I still do. And he's sometimes likes it and sometimes doesn't, but you just have to figure out, are they, do they really make you annoyed or do you just kind of think it's weird and it makes them cute? Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think about my own experiences where I'm like, if someone spoils me, I want to also spoil them. But I know when I've had partners that were like, absolutely not. You Like, this is my way of providing for you. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm looking for someone that wants to be a provider and suddenly, you know, I'm going to go to pull my card out. Yep. If you're like, oh yeah, she's got it. Immediately. I'm like, yeah. hmm, bye-bye. Okay. All right. I, I noted that and I'm not yep. going to keep seeing you. Yep, Exactly. And I did things and do things back like through work. I made him lunch every single solitary day. And I put a note in his lunch, a poem every single day. And in his phone, he has a whole folder of the years of my notes every day. So yes, he paid for almost everything, but I cooked, I made everybody in our house, lunch, breakfast, dinner, I made everything pretty and smell good and had pretty lights on and candles and decorated the house. So you give how you give and they give how they give because you can't just take, take, take because a good guy isn't going to like that. No. And it's important to be able to acknowledge, I think I'm seeing a new person and we had this conversation last night, which is what makes me think of it. But I might give in a way that you aren't used to receiving, but are you able to understand that this is how I'm showing you that I love you and I care for you? And am I able to- That's such good communication. Yeah. I mean, I think of my parents because my parents are like, they don't get it with each other. Where like, my mom loves the beach. And in passing was like, how fun would it be to ride a bike on the beach? And nine months later for her birthday, my dad got her a bike for the beach. And she was like, what is this for? And he was like- (laughs) You said you wanted to bike on the beach. And she was like, earrings, Michael, I draw, I hint, I hinted at earrings and you got oh, a that's... beach cruiser. And he was like, that's awesome. Do not remember this. And like, that's, he thinks so big and so like grand gesture. And she's like, I would never think of this. Why would you do this? And he's like, that's how they are. And yeah. so I was like, they don't, they don't do it in the same ways, but are they able to recognize it and be like, mm-hmm. oh my God, you listen to me and you care about my dreams, right? Whether they're silly and goofy or realistic. That's love. Right. Yeah. So now I am curious, what is the biggest lesson that you've learned from your twenties is walk away from red flags. And Nick. Yeah. I dated a lot of guys that I knew were wrong but we're sparkly and fun. Um, and I thought I can calm them down. I can mellow yeah. them out. You don't. <laughs> they are who they are. They might be on their good behavior for a little while. You are not going to change someone. Yeah. And if they aren't good humans and don't have the moral compass you have, be done. Don't yeah. waste a moment. Be alone. Get a pizza. Go on a walk. Don't waste your time dating someone or being with someone who doesn't have a moral compass. That's, I feel like that should be one of those bare minimums, 
You know, we have yeah. our bare minimums and then we have our icks and we have our non-negotiables yeah. yes. for others. I love that. Yes. Yeah. I, I joke, if you can't tell, I have hyper fixated on love relationships and dating. I did study communications and interpersonal relationships in college oh. and then also have dated a lot of the wrong guys and was going, why yeah. is it not working? Right. I'm changing everything about myself and then having to realize, uh-huh. oh, you know, this person doesn't respect any woman. Why would they respect me? Right. It's not something you're doing. It's not. And yeah. I apologize. Or I also rude. have a cat that is demanding affection right now and is nibbling at my toes. Oh, okay. But that's a sweet one. My dog is, I gave him three bones before I started this because he usually, we go for a walk first thing in the morning. So as I'm getting ready today, I couldn't put on socks or sneakers because if I did, he'd lose his mind. Yeah. So he's quietly sleeping over there thinking, what the heck? We never, this is not our schedule. We always go for a walk. So yeah. Yeah. Um, they know that when I'm recording, they usually, they get to come up for a minute. So Aww. this is my college adoption when I was like, I'm dating really crappy guys and I need someone to love me. I got a cat. Perfect. And it worked a lot better. Yeah. Um, Well, my husband um, decided to retire and stayed on our vacation basically last year. Um, We had had a dog, we had had two dogs and they had passed away and we had decided we weren't going to get more dogs. And I got a dog. I went to a rescue one morning and sent a picture to him (laughs) of our new dog and me and he said, are you babysitting? And I said, no. And he disappeared for the rest of the day. And I said, I'll just give him space. And um, because now our dog has to live on our boat. Is which Cooper I'm good on the boat? And, is what? Is Cooper good on the boat? He's never been on a boat. Oh. Because I rescued him. So I'm right now working on training him a smaller part of my yard. So eventually he could just use a small portion of grass if we're at sea or not somewhere we can just jump on the tender to go to land to let him go so I'm teaching him all this um he has a life jacket he practices wearing that and it's a year to two years out where I'm going to be on it full-time anyway so So I have time oh yeah Yeah, he has time and I need a dog I'm a dog person he met me and actually had saw me on match.com and swiped past me because I had two cats and two dogs and he's allergic. Then he married me um, and he had to take two Allegra every day of his life being married to me because I like to live on my farm. Yeah. I I am, I grew up very allergic to animals and in a house full of them because my parents loved them. My yeah. mom loved dogs. My dad loved cats. And <laughs> I'm like, I don't care how much Zyrtec, Allegra, Flonase I have to take. Oh, we have it everywhere. Oh yeah. I, I think animals are important. They teach you unconditional love. Yeah. And I had a dog growing up. I had dogs my whole life. And then I didn't have dogs for a couple months, four months. And I was like, this isn't going to work. I need a dog. So I got Cooper and he was in a kill shelter in Alabama or Mississippi. Um, They flew him here on a Cessna plane and now he's um, living at our house at the beach and we'll be living on a boat. So, and he he's is living the dream. Perfect. He's perfect. <laughs> like he didn't know how to use stairs when I got him. Now he runs up the stairs and sleeps in bed with me. He didn't know how to get in the car. I had to pick him up every time. He didn't like treats at all. And finding dog food he'd eat was tricky. Aww. He didn't like pup cups. He didn't like McDonald's ice cream, nothing. 
Um, and now he likes all that. <laughs> yes, I, I joke. I have my one cat that loves all those things. And the other one is like, I don't need the human food. And the other one who, if I'm cooking, he's like, I get a bite. I guess you do. I always get a little nibble. Like, oh, I love cats. I miss cats. Yeah. They're, I mean, I was living in apartments. So I was like, I love big dogs, but I didn't right. have the space. And then I bought my house and yep. now I have the space. Exactly. But I work all the time. So, right. and that's what's nice. I work from home and I'm home all, all the time. And yeah. when I'm not home, I either bring them with me. Or I hire my kids' friends to babysit them and literally sit at the house and play with them in the yard because I don't like them alone. So yep. he's never alone. Good. So Maybe. I do have one more question for you. Yes. If your daughters learn one thing from you, what do you hope that that is? To be their authentic self, to build themselves up first, creating and becoming exactly who they are. Because they can't rely on someone else for their happiness and success. Mm -hmm. And they need to just do their own deal. Success is crucial. So if I had to tell my daughters, one thing is build yourself up exactly how you want to be before you even dream on blending your life with someone else, because no one is going to treat you how you can treat yourself. So first figure out what you need. And then you will have it and be able to ask for it. I think that's phenomenal. Thank you. You know, I, I grew up in a family that was very much be able to take care of yourself and don't rely on a man because you can't trust them. Okay. And I think that that, while it had good intentions because- Just different I, delivery. Right. I come from a blended family where I, my birth mom went through a divorce in her first marriage and it was kind of rocky. My stepmom had her husband walk out on her right after she gave birth to my brother. So, you know, it was a lot of women who my grandmother had been divorced a couple of times and just kind of left with nothing. And they were like, don't, don't let yourself be in a position where you're in danger, but it wasn't love yourself and fall in love with who you are and let someone else fall in love with that. Once you're already there. Yes. And I think it's that's so a really nice to do it that way. Right. Because it was always, I think it had a little bit of like fear of, you got to be a little bit afraid of a man because he couldn't, he could leave yeah. versus find someone that wants to stay because you're great. Know that you're great. And know if he walked away, it you're would okay. be sad and you'd get over it and you right. would be okay. And you would move on and you would find a captain. Yes. Later. I think we're all just looking for our captains. Yes. Yeah. And I found the most perfect human there is, which is crazy because we are polar opposites, but we <laughs> could not works. be closer and more attached and yeah. in love. That's amazing. Yeah. I appreciate your time. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank I you. It was my first ever. I'm very excited. Well, it has been so amazing. Thank you so much. And Thank you for having me. I mean, to any listeners, if you have not already, I know I've already prefaced, but please follow her at Trophy Wife Talks 33 on TikTok. Are you also on Instagram? I'm not. I just do TikTok. Amazing. Well, thankfully we are TikTok people here. So. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. 